Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love, and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that brings together well-known friends to answer three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And this week, we are joined by three women who are preparing to tackle a grueling 81-mile trek through the Himalayas in October to raise a million pounds for an incredible cause. In studio, we have the founder of that course. She is a real-life Wonder Woman. Copperfield's Chris Helenga. Uh, she was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer at the age of 23 and has been living with cancer for a decade this year. Yay! Yay! I know that sounds like a really weird thing to celebrate, but yeah. trust me, the fact that she is here 10 years on is no mean feat. Her charity, Copperfield, um, and that's C-O-P-P-A, feel. Please Google it. Please sign up. Please, please, please. Uh, teaches young people the importance of regularly grabbing their boobs or checking their pecs. And through that, she has saved many, many lives. Chris, it's so lovely yeah, to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. You think that people go off and have a bucket list and they go do this incredible trip and they live like it's the last day. And, and actually, probably their kids still need to be picked up from school. Probably they still have to do the washing. The bills still have to be paid and they still need a job. So actually... It's not sustainable, especially if you do live with it 10 years and you've spunked all your money in the first year. What do you do then? (laughs) So Chris has assembled for this epic trek um, the two women sat with us today. Um, They're incredible also. Um, One is her friend and fellow fundraiser, Giovanna Fletcher. (laughs) Check this out. She is a multiple Sunday Times bestselling author. Mm -mm. And the host, obviously, of Happy Mum, Happy Baby podcast, which was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. I love it, G. It's because we've all been told this is what we're meant to look like. And if we have to change the narrative. Yeah, but there are models now coming out and going, look, I don't even look like that image of me. I've got stretch marks. I've got cellulite. That is a photoshopped image to sell you something. 
And you'll recognise this third voice. She's a returning favourite, a loose women panellist, an actress, and the winner of 2007 Celebrity MasterChef. She's going to make me stress the celebrity <laughs> because she's not a real-life chef. <laughs> and the last time she was on, she pretty much banned me from her house because I threatened <laughs> to go around and clean for her. <laughs> it's Nadia Sawala. I don't find being a mum the easiest thing in the world. I've really struggled with that. I thought I was going to be brilliant. And so even with that, even though I have two incredible children, all I see is where I'm a bad mother. How's your training going, Nadia, <laughs> for your 8,000-mile trek in the Himalayas? Well, I wasn't really doing anything, but I, I am full-on now. I am full-on. I'm and I've got to say, I think 81 miles maybe doesn't sound that much to some people, but it's... It's, it's the terrain. The terrain that, that you're you, walking yeah. on. Yeah, that's the difficult thing. So sometimes a mile could take you an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the yeah. terrain that you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Scrambling. Yeah. And and, and also, it's the, it's, I think also doing these things, it's as we all know, it's like sleeping. You're not sleeping. Yeah. You're not eating the food. I mean, I did the trek years ago with Comet Relief in Kenya. And oh my God, don't don't listen to the miles. It was all the stuff around yeah. that yeah. around that that was the the challenge yeah. to then get up and and do it. And, and of course, we're going with. I mean, I've got a WhatsApp group with my team, twenty five women, and there is no room for me to complain. It's like Chris, how can we complain when some of the women that I'm that are walking in my team are still in treatment and will be in treatment just a few weeks before we go? There wow. is the extraordinary. Um, feats, really, physical feats that, that are going to go on through this. And, and do you know what well, the amazing thing is? So I did um, the Amman Trek two years ago and oh, everyone, that's tough terrain. That is uh, awful. That is just that was mountain. the trip from hell. Like yeah. you scrape your knee against or any bit of skin against a rock and you are like you shred the skin mm. like it was a, like off the beaten track it's like, is it's not like the it's land for that's it. not been touched by man yeah it's almost yeah. lunar yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it is it is it yeah. doesn't seem like anything it's yeah. not, not like anything I've seen before there's no actual trail there was just like no. actual no. making it up yeah, making it up making it up <laughs> days in those mountains without seeing anything even not even a goat yeah. exactly well our, our mantra was be more goat yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the shittest of existence yeah. but the thing is I think when you're there and you're faced with such challenges uh, I think you do everyone's achievement is shared so when you're yeah. with people who are going through cancer or who have lost people and they're doing it for themselves because they're not maybe they're 60 and they've not done anything like that for themselves because they've been bringing up children or whatever it becomes everyone's mm. achievement and I think that's what makes mm. it so emotional the yeah. emotional investment is uh, yeah. second to none well I'm already it? in it already yeah. months and months ahead because we've got this WhatsApp group and you know there's there's a one of one of my team at the moment has just had uh, nipple reconstruction and everybody supporting her and talking through it and then somebody else you know sent a photo this week and she, you know, she couldn't have her chemo because she wasn't well enough. And her only line was, I'm so frustrated because I wanted to be training today. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. And I love moaning. It's one of my favourite things in life. I'm actually incredibly good at it. And this <laughs> skill has been whipped away from me. I, 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 I'm not going to be... <laughs> I'm going to have to moan a lot with you before I go. <laughs> get it all out. I, can't, I can't moan at all. <laughs> I can't wait to hear how you get on. There's a million pound target for this trip. And we are going to do everything we can via the podcast to help you get there. Yay. We are going to spread the word because this isn't just you know I, I don't want people to look at it and go oh it's a lot of celebrities walking through the Himalayas actually this is you heading up teams mm. of incredible mm-hmm. is it men and women yep yeah I've got some men in my team mm-hmm. yeah yep. um, who have faced some seriously mm. difficult times mm. with their health mm. 
and they've put all of that to one side and they're doing this because mm. if we don't have research we can't progress mm. the treatments for mm. cancer and one in two of us mm. will be mm. diagnosed with cancer in mm. our life that's that's yeah. the matter of fact yeah, yeah. but that it's, so, it's it. so important the work that copperfield do it's it's incredible and actually just having everyone talk about it and going oh yeah i should check my boobs just having someone reminding someone mm. someone who's listening to this i think that's a massive part mm. of it is raising awareness. and if you sign up to uh, chris's website copperfield.org um you can you can sign up for a reminder and you'll just get a message a text every month yeah it's a free service that we provide um so you text the word boobs to 70300 and you'll get a free message every month on your phone to remind you to check your boobs and it might come at different times during the day um which i i love like i like the idea that someone's in a lecture and they've received this message to check their boobs <laughs> or at the bus stop or you know they're in a really important meeting um, but it's never just a check your boobs no. it's always like it's a little an pun amusing message, or yeah. Yeah, yeah like song like, lyrics change yeah a it's a reminder from a friend <laughs> yeah, yeah. All down to you, Chris. Ten years on from your diagnosis, you are still here. I'm so thrilled about that. Mm. I know that your heart is in your mouth every time you go for a scan and you wait for the results. Yes. Because it's you, you've, you've been treated for a brain tumour, breast mm. cancer, you've had a breast removed. Yeah. The most spectacular tattoo yes. on, your, on your breast. Yeah, I'm proud of that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> Fun Cotton designed it, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you're here. And that's most, that is the best news Ever, which brings me nicely to can you believe only question number one? Mm-hmm. Chris, every year you have a tradition on the 19th of February, and it's something that you write into all the contracts for your staff at Copperfield as well. Uh, you celebrate your cancerversary. Um, and what you do on that day is you make yourself do something that makes you feel alive. So, what did you do this year on the 19th of February? Um, well, it was actually so because it was our, my 10th cancerversary, and I actually a few months before that. Um, I had pla- I, I was starting to think of how I wanted to celebrate it and then I kind of got to this place where I was actually quite conflicted about it and I thought do I really want to celebrate it is this something to celebrate do I or do I just want to treat it as a normal day like I, I couldn't get my head around it I was like why sh- we shouldn't be celebrating this we should just it should just be a norm but then I thought fuck it I really want to party <laughs> yes and I I don't know it's just it just felt really weird and I and I didn't know how to put my get my head around yeah. it but um, yeah I was like I want a party and I want all my friends around me dressed as cats in in the Mediterranean biome at the Eden Project in Cornwall. <laughs> Just a small affair, really, really Real casual. Uh, like, casual cats. Yeah, casual cats. Um, so, yeah, I had this party um, and, yeah, everyone went to town with their outfits. It was incredible. I dressed up as, like, a circus cat and um, we had an incredible band and I actually play in a junk band in Cornwall so we just hit loads of random crap and it sounds good weirdly um, and my, my twin sister Marin surprised me with the band being there so I had to drum for like an hour um, which was great because it's like you let all this energy out and it's really good and really um Healing. And that made you feel alive. Yeah, and it was amazing. And I and I I love that we can pass that on. So on the nineteenth, all all the guys at Copperfield like they have to do something that rem- reminds them why being alive is great. And um, I love what they all go to do. They, they and sometimes it's literally just like I went for lunch with my mum because that's what that's why I like being alive is because I have this great relationship with my mum. Or they went to a museum that they've been meaning to go to. Or you know, and I think why it doesn't have to take for someone in a charity or any company to have cancer to do that. Mm. Um, 
I didn't have to be necessarily ill for that to happen, mm. but it, that is the catalyst, and we can't deny it. But I think everyone should have that. Absolutely, dancing under stars with yeah. your best friends. Yeah, G and Nadia, mm. if you had to pick a date as a as an anniversary to remind yourself of why it's good to be alive, what date would that be, and what would you do to remind yourself of Probably. the beauty of life? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, probably I, I'm unusual in that I like January. I like new, I like Januarys and I like Mondays because new I beginnings think always new beginnings. Yeah. yeah. So I always feeling enormously grateful in January and full of like hope and promise and and yeah. I mean, the thing for me, my most favourite thing in the whole world, and I've travelled a lot in the world, is to walk on the beach in Cornwall. That's always what I would ah. choose. Whether it's my birthday, whether it's our anniversary, whether it's all I ever want to do is be. It's funny they did my mum's um, when they did my sister's uh, Who Do You Think You Are they found out that my mum's ancestors were Cornish mm. and it's really interesting because I do feel this pull to Cornwall and luckily so does my husband it is absolutely our happy place and that would be enough for me really That's and you've never place. lived there never lived there I can't move to Cornwall <laughs> That's my dream I would love to move to Cornwall <laughs> would you yeah yes. I, I just it, has a, it's a, it just has something uh, it just has a deep powerful effect on me and, and I don't it know it's the only alive. place I, I'm really not stressed I just go okay and it makes me sad about the rest of my life weirdly when I'm in Cornwall I think what the hell am I doing what is all the other stuff I'm doing I know because you, you just, do start to go why am I not living my best <laughs> yeah, life it's like don't ask these here. questions <laughs> I know I get that yeah, I do yeah, the same because yeah. a beach would be you know to be sat looking at the ocean roll in and out with my son next to me is my you know when you have those nights where, you, where anxiety invades yeah. your head and you think I can't sleep I can't sleep I can't sleep and that I take myself to a beach sat next to my son yeah. watching the wa- the water yeah. wash in and out and that is my calm and because that's it's my so content. vast it reminds you that what you're worrying about is yeah. so perspective we're less than a speck of speck of speck, of, even, speck of dust we're not, we're not even, even a bit of sand yeah yeah and it just so it takes away the smallness of my mind I think that's what it does it just goes just shut the fuck but do your up. shoulders drop when you go every, there? Yeah, every, yeah I mean I just I'm here and it's just why, like why are you still here <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand I mean for why me wait? it's work it's so hard I can't it's a long commute, Cornwall. We all employ you. You can oh. come and work in my coffee and cake truck. <laughs> you know, I used to have a donut truck, and it was like the happiest time on on Brick Lane. Me and my sister oh my had God, a donut I love truck. That. Yeah, Angela so Griffin cool. had a pork, pork truck. Did yeah. you? Everybody's done pork. Well, we, well, we we did this because we thought, oh, we love donuts, and everybody else will love donuts. Yeah. We went to Brick Lane. There's nobody here selling donuts, and everybody. Anyway, my sister had just got broken up. She'd got her like measly payout, and we spent all of it on this donut truck. And hardly anyone bought any donuts. <laughs> and we just stood there. Brick Lane is about the bagels, babe. <laughs> it was a terrible business plan. We love donuts. Everyone loves donuts. <laughs> well, the thing is, people do love donuts now, so you were way cool yeah, before your time. time. Yeah, yeah. ahead of yourself. Oh, I'd love mm. it. Oh, I'd man. love to. That's what I'd love to do. I'd love to give up everything I do and have a cafe by the sea. You'd be so good at that. I know. Jay, what would be your anniversary and your, my your, anniversary, your feeling alive activity? Yeah, my anniversary date would actually be Buzz's birthday because I think that the first time I became a mum 
there was no, there's no feeling like it. No. And I did hypnobirthing. My body just surprised me in every single way. I felt like I'd taken every single drug known to man. Had you? I was, no, the I was highs. hypnobirthing. I took nothing. I was going to say, yeah. that's I, not I against took the rules nothing, with and I know. And I felt like high as a kite. I, I was exactly telling the same jokes. Thing. Were you? Like, yeah. With really? hypnobirthing. Yeah. I was like, I want to be pregnant again that second time, not first time. Oh, I really? want to be pregnant again now because that... That was the highest high yeah, ever. The most really? euphoric feeling ever. Mm. And that feeling of my body just doing something that I never even mm. thought it could, you know. Mm. Yeah. So for me, uh, that would be the date. Uh, the activity, uh, when I went to Amman, I think Chris and the team were a bit scared because a lot of us do say about, you know, being close to death. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but, Not going to happen in the Himalayas, guys. Just going to caveat that. <laughs> but doing treks like that, they they make me feel alive. I think we spend so much time working or, you know, we're constantly doing things for other people. Mm. And I know a lot of the trek, like, because of in Amman, I was one of the leaders, whereas this time I am the floater, so I'm not actually assigned as an actual uh, team. That doesn't sound great. I like it. She says it, I think of a big poo. Yeah, it's okay. But I called myself it, knowing full well that it's a big floaty poo. Uh, so that's fine. Um, but in, in Amman, I had this, so, I, you know, you're there for everyone else. And it is quite a big task. Like, there's a lot of, not pressure on you, but you're, you're like constantly going, out. are you okay? Yeah. Like, come on, yeah. you can do yeah. this. Your attention and your focus is always on everyone else. Yeah. And there was this point on the last day where... Uh, Everyone else kind of gone off to bed. We like had our celebratory meal. Everyone else was knackered. So they went off, and then a small group of people sat on the beach and they had some whiskey or whatever. And then uh, everyone was like, "Should we go in the sea?" Pitch black. And we're like, "Yes." And I remember going in the sea, pitch black, the stars and the moon above, and just lying on my back and going, "This." Tiny moment, this moment right here oh. is why I am here and why I absolutely love doing like these treks. This is my my moment, and actually, oh. it's so important to have that. I've got goosebumps. I'm, <laughs> I'm floating there with you. You're the yeah. best floater I've ever met. So I was a literal floater, and I thought, let's float again. <laughs> it's funny that we're all pulled to the sea, aren't we? Isn't it? Yeah. All of us have said the sea. Yeah, mm. that is interesting, but because I think it does. I think when you're a parent, especially, or you're responsible for other people, you feel this overwhelming sense of responsibility and you stand on the shore yeah, and you look out you and you think, mm. I'm nothing. Yeah. yeah, that's what I, it is. And it allows you to just part. I mean, I literally, I walk onto a beach and my shoulders drop. Mm. And if it's really round and packed, it stresses me out. I think you're pissing yeah. off paradise right here. <laughs> and I get really quite angry. <laughs> but there's, there's nothing more beautiful than a beach that allows you to just breathe and think. Oh, that's cool, yeah. 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 Nice, nice Cornwall, but not. Don't every fucker come to Cornwall because we no. don't. Want that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking exactly <laughs> the same. Oh, the this is, is Cornwall available. tourist board. Yeah. This is yeah. only nice to people the come to Cornwall. Dorset's great. Dorset, yeah, yeah. lovely. Norfolk, try Norfolk. Yeah, Brighton, bit pebbly, but you know, <laughs> restaurants are good. Yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about people, you know, before about people who have gone through breast cancer or are finishing their treatment now and then going on the trek. Imagine that feeling for someone who mm-hmm. thought yeah. they weren't going to be here. Literally, oh, before we God. reached the summit in Amman, I'm going to be one of those people that just keeps going back to that trek. But <laughs> Joe Price said to me, this time last year, I didn't think I would be here, yeah. like a year on. Yeah. And then watching her walk up mm. and then just watching her take in those mountains as she saw it, we were all stood behind her, watching her shoulders shake. And it was, the, like, we were all just like, that, yeah. that is why yeah. we're here. Like, yeah. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. And then you kind of, 
not that I'm advocating getting cancer because it's not fun, uh, <laughs> but have, like that experience for someone who has been given a diagnosis that is potentially life-threatening is going to be very different to someone who yeah. believes that life is forever. Yeah, um, totally. And as, as, the sooner we can all get in tune with the fact that life isn't forever, yeah. the better these experiences are mm, going to be. Yeah. Um, and I think people, it's so nice that the, the, the groups that are going are so mixed that they the people that haven't got cancer can learn so much from the people yeah, that do. Exactly. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. That's, that's so important. Mm-hmm. It gives you a, it, it reframes your reference. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does. And we need to do that. Sometimes. Yeah, we don't need cancer for that to happen. <laughs> I wanted to know for question number two is what do you learn or what have you learned about yourself when you take yourself out of your your comfort zones and the lessons that you extract from that because I think they as I think sometimes pain has you have to go through pain in order to gain mm-hmm. and and for me I think some of the most difficult moments in life or the difficult experiences where you've pushed yourself have been the ones that have been uh, the most valuable because they build out your brain, your perspective, your emotional toolkit. Yeah. I think I'm when I'm in those situations, I'm a lot stronger than I think I mm. would be. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's sort of any physical challenge, actually. Like I did the 10, a 10K a little while ago in my underwear. And you did! I did. <laughs> you know, you just say a little 10K in your underwear. Let's, let's not denigrate what was you in your knickers, yeah. your crackers, mm-hmm. yeah, with a bunch of other brilliant women. So mm. Bryony Gordon did it, Andrew yes. McLean, mm-hmm. uh, Bow Babe, yeah. Deborah. Um, and you ran for 10K in your underwear to... To, to really highlight an incredible cause yeah. can't have been easy G and you, you're not you, know you, you weren't running bef- like for the for the no. whole of your life were you six weeks before I was like oh shit I better <laughs> learn how to run um, <laughs> <laughs> but what do you learn in those moments and, and how do you I suppose you know you, so G you've learned that you're stronger than you think you are what does that then give you and how has that amplified or in, improved your life well I think before that so I'd gone through years of being bullied of hating myself and like physically went through a miscarriage I kind of had so much hatred towards my body and what it couldn't do did you and actually having doing those challenges makes me go actually you're alright actually and you mm. deserve my love and uh, and to be looked after and you're blooming good so for me it's kind of changed my perception of my own body and how I allow other mm. people's opinions to affect me mm. so with the run it was completely that and I thought you know I didn't even think about the underwear thing and then I would tell people and they were like oh really? in your underwear? you'd be like oh no shit why not? Is that not good? Is that bad? Oh no! Oh no! Now what am I doing? And then again, you forget about it. And then even on the day, it wasn't even a big thing. I was taking our clothes off. It was just like, ah, oh, here's some body glitter. Because you, you know? all did it together, right? Yeah, yeah. we all did it together. There's safety in numbers yeah, and power yeah. in numbers. Yeah. yeah. So has it changed the conversation you have with yourself about your body? Yes. That's brilliant. It, it really does. Like I don't look at myself in the mirror. I mean, obviously, there are days where I'll go and I'll be like, Jesus Christ, I'm doing all this running and I'm still a size 14 and this top's tight, you know. Mm -hmm. But you're just like, but that's a number. 
It's just it a number. Nothing. Yeah. Why can't a size 14 body be clothed? You it's know, it's still like the smaller than with... the national average, G, which is 16. But it doesn't, yeah, and that's the thing, it doesn't matter because my size doesn't define who I am and my worth and what I can give people and what I can do for myself. That's just, it's just a number. That's it. That, that whole size zero phenomenon. When you think about what zero is, zero is nothing. Why do you aspire to nothing? That's <laughs> fucked up. That's a good Seriously? way of looking at it. Yeah. You know, when you put it like that, you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Unfortunately, so many of us carry around this holy grail number of something, whether it's a size 10 or whether yeah, it's a weight. we might have been when we were 18. So much of your life just wasted. I mean, yeah. all my issues, my body issues, when I think about the time I wasted. I know. And it's such... Thinking what I could have done with that time, mm. things I could have learned, the books I could have read, the, yeah. I could, probably could have run the world. Do you know what I mean? Waste, waste, Well, there's waste. a vacancy right yeah, now. Yeah, there's there's some really crap people in this position. Really, please go I mean, I can it. give you America, the UK. <laughs> Take your pick. Take your pick, babe. Take my pick. Yeah. But isn't it like it's because we've all been told this is what we're meant to look like. Yeah. We, and if we not, have to change the narrative. Yeah, but there are models now coming out and going, look, I don't even look like that image of me. Yeah. I've got stretch marks. I've got yeah. cellulite. That is a photoshopped image to sell you something. Yeah. You know, and it's up to us to kind of have brains now it's, and go, there oh, There is yeah. a real wind of change, though. Mm, there, there is. is it, it really is. But it I has to come hope from for us. my grandchildren. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. And I, our, I really our sons so. and daughters, most definitely. My youngest daughter, who my oldest daughter I still had so many of my issues and would talk about them in front of her I didn't really have the consciousness in the way that I did with my youngest and it's like this amazing experiment because my youngest will say to me mum I don't think I'm ugly does, does that mean I'm vain oh, oh my no. god that's, that means you like celebrate means you just keep yes. going exactly as like that, are. just just keep just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of, it's, and I guess so much of it is what you're raised with. Because I you know mm. I was never raised around the word diet. My mum never dieted. Mm. She also never exercised because that didn't exist. You know, I think that didn't. Exist. Well, it didn't exist. <laughs> it wasn't no, a like, big thing. I remember when I was about sixteen. My mum never exercised. Suddenly, no. like it was like. There's a thing, that there's aerobics on in the Swindon Village Hall. And uh, me and Sally are going to go and do a bit of aerobics. I'm like, Ooh, what's a, a, a what? A bix? A what? But like, gyms didn't exist. Yeah, it's yeah. true, it's true. Yeah. Now, there might have been exercise. So, so that, I didn't get raised around that. And then I have other girlfriends whose mums just spent their entire life on Weight Watchers and Slimming World. And my mum goes now and she calls it Fat Club. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, and she gets a lot from it. It's support and community, and she's of an age where, you know, she wants to be healthy in the way that she is but I don't have the scales in the house and I don't let my son use the word diet so at the moment he's on a health kick <laughs> <laughs> because and I've said to, you know and I have to battle with other people like it's, it's, you know his dad uses the word diet I'm like do not use the word diet mm. around him mm. it's mm. negative mm. did you see recently yeah. um, Kanye West I know he's he's not known for often his most sage offerings <laughs> <laughs> um, but something I did like that he said was he, he doesn't use the word diet he uses the word l- live it because when you break down diet, it's got the word die in it. D-I-E. Oh, oh I like that. It. Live it. Yeah. My dad always yeah. says, the larder is the greatest pharmacy of all. Oh, and, I, yes. and I love that. And I, I love, love that. that. So my yes, children please. who don't like blueberries, I say, just hit his medicine. 
You don't yeah. like, it's just medicine. Yeah. There you go, in your palm, medicine, just chuck yeah. them back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would say to my son, you know, that kale is a muscle waiting to happen. <laughs> like, oh, jeez, I hate it. Holds his nose and off he goes. That's, that's fine. That's what we want. Chris, what have you learned being horribly um, out of any kind of comfort zone? Yeah. And, I, and I feel almost like an arsehole asking you this because I've seen your documentary and you've learned more than any of us could <laughs> ever teach. But do you, you feel yeah, like you've learned more since the documentary? That's uh, yeah, thing. I feel yeah. like that is very much the old me now mm. like I, I've learned so much since then and I think yeah. because I was in a relationship then and I've been on my own since that documentary um, I've learned a lot about more about myself and yeah. being on my own um, but you said in the documentary and it's such um, such a, a tormentative conversation to have with yourself is you know it's almost selfish expecting somebody to be with me when I can't guarantee that I'm going to still yeah. be around yeah. but at the same time I'm like everyone else and I deserve to be loved. Yeah. I I grapple with that all the time. I understand I can understand why you wish. Yeah. And I think I have seen grief like no other like no other um when it comes to like husbands, boyfriends being left behind. I've seen them cope and not cope and I don't want to do that to anyone. That's the end of it. And I and I know that I and he like if I'm with someone, he might die first and leave me in the shit. Like it can happen either way. And that proverbial bus might come around the corner and hit any of us. So I shouldn't let that hold me back. But at the same time, I just I'm not prioritizing that. So I'm okay with that. But if it happens, it happens. I'm not saying no. Yeah, that's my question. My priority is just being happy. That's always been my priority. I, but then I grew up with that attitude of like, it doesn't matter what job you do, how successful you are in your career, as long as you're happy, that's the main thing. You're and so I Cornish think, in your soul. <laughs> I think I was always meant I to be there. I said Cornish, not Corny. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was always meant to be there. But um, mm. I, I just, for me, it's all about quality, not quantity. So um, if, for example, there was a drug available that would extend my life for maybe six months but it would mean I'm in bed most of the time and I was feeling rotten, I probably wouldn't accept it. Mm. I would say, no, I'd rather live out my days the way I am now in, in a shorter period. Than... But I think that, that wisdom and that acceptance has come with time. Mm. If I'd been diagnosed yesterday, I probably wouldn't have said any of that shit. Yeah. I'd be like, no, I'm having everything that you can give me. But actually 10 years has shown me, so like, it's made me quite wise, mm. <laughs> I think. And, I, and I've got to this place in my life where I'm just like, I'm happy if greater things happen, great. But if they don't, then that's cool. I'm happy. Have you got there on your own with that? Or have you had have you had therapy? Have I have had, had some counselling. Mm. And I do a lot of complementary therapies. And, um, mistletoe? Sorry? I was seeing that you had mistletoe therapy. Yeah, mistletoe therapy. Yeah. So um, mistletoe therapy is a sort of um, alternative therapy, but I don't do it alternatively. I do it integratively alongside my chemotherapy. Yeah. So it's um, to boost your immune system, to make you feel less crap on chemotherapy, to give yeah. you more energy. And for the last three years, I've been using it, and I've been using it really well, and, and it's been working really well for me. So it's not the be-all and end-all. It's not a cure for cancer, but mm. it certainly is really good alongside um, cancer therapies. And, and where are you at the moment in terms of um, managing the cancer that you live with? Um, well, I have to have scans every three months. Um, I'm on a chemotherapy pill, which is giving me no side effects whatsoever. So that's really great. That's amazing. But I'm doing, but alongside that, I'm doing lots of other things like mistletoe, like acupuncture, like vitamin C, and like lots of other things. Yeah. Um, so 
I'm feeling really great and I have scans every month, every three months and the last scan showed that my liver was looking much better so I've had cancer in my liver since 2011 and last November I had lots of tumours and one was like eight centimetres, um, so quite large um, but I wasn't really... I wasn't really noticing it in myself, but the scan showed up quite a lot of cancer in my liver. And um, a few rounds of this chemotherapy pill alongside everything else I'm doing has now shrunk it to next to nothing. Mm. So that's really good. That's <laughs> really, really good, That Chris. is very good. And the brain tumour that you were treated? Yeah, so I had 57 brain tumours treated last year. Which was when um, I say brain tumor, you were treating. I meant fifty-seven. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I've had brain tumors since two thousand and twelve, and they they're tiny ones, and but they keep popping up. And obviously, if you let them go, then they would become symptomatic and bad. But I have this amazing treatment called gamma knife therapy, which is really targeted radiotherapy that zaps them. And last year, I had three lots of that. And the last scan showed that there were no new lesions. But I've just had a scan the other day. So let's all hope that it's mm. fine. <laughs> um, but oh. I'm, f- I'm feeling pretty good about it, actually. I think because I had positive body scan results. And I feel good. You feel good, That yeah. I, There's no real reason to worry. But there is that. But you have to live life in a three-month chunk, right? Yeah. You get three yeah. months reprieve. Yeah, I do. I do. And... Um, but I've come to a really good relationship with my oncologist who really gets it. He's like, doesn't, he's just really positive about things and he he's he always knows what the next plan would be if things were bad and he's just, he's great. And we've got to that really good understanding now. Like, I can email him, I can call him. Like, did you choose I, him? Um, <laughs> did you, I kind of did. Did you hunt him down? Yeah, did I've I had three different oncologists and that's not usually a typical thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? So when I Google my name, I mean, we all do that, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I, uh, I, I don't because I just know it's, it's, it's like looking at it's my body in a, <laughs> in a fitting room in Topshop. It ain't good. But, okay, so I do it because I'm weird. Um, but I, you know when you type, first type in something and then it fills in the rest for you sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it'll come out, Chris Hanninger, is she still alive? Is she dead yet? All these things. And like oh. the, first, the first time I realised that that was what people are Googling was when I realised that I want people to understand that I'm very much alive. Oh, wow. And that's what has really fueled me to keep showing that you can live with cancer. And it was like scary because I don't want people to think that I'm dead. Yeah. But off the back of that documentary, people don't know if I'm still alive, especially if they've know that it was filmed five years ago so people are googling that kind of thing and I think oh we need to stop thinking that cancer also automatically leads to death because a lot of the times it is curable but obviously not at a late stage but it is or living or, or, or living or living you, you weren't so sure when you were first diagnosed that there was 10 years to be no had. yeah and that and I, I had a very different oncologist then as well who said because um, I wasn't sure whether I should freeze my eggs like I think I was quite naive at the time I was like well I've got cancer but surely maybe I can have babies at some point um, and they, and I just brought up the topic I was like so I've heard that people could freeze their eggs or you know have their hormone treatment stuff sorted and he was like I'm really not entirely sure that you would be around for 10 years to look after these kids. And no. I was like, all right, okay, I guess that's out of the question then. I guess I'm not having that. And that was that. That was the attitude oh, that I was oh, given. Chris. I always thought you didn't do it because sometimes that well, it the, can Yeah, it can fuel, yeah. like, because they're pumping you with hormones. So that, And I mean, cancer was very hormone sensitive. And also, there was no time for me to do it because you, ha- you have to, like, wait for your cycle and whatnot. And I needed chemotherapy immediately. I needed mm. to start treatment. My cancer had progressed. So it wasn't a realistic thing. But for him to 
serve me that information in that way in that was way. it was terrific. unnecessary um but I then love that unnecessary. Yeah, it was very, very classy of you, Chris. <laughs> exactly. It was just, I mean, I've just got the word asshole rolling <laughs> off my tongue. Uh, he's retired now. He's like no longer serving that sort of information to anyone. So, um, yeah. But you are here. Yeah. And I'm, I, I have no doubt that you will. I could be sat here in another five years with you. <laughs> Let's hope. 15! <laughs> Can we have so red wine next time? Yes, that would be Get you some red wine. We haven't had Nadia's answer. Oh, yes, what was your... I forgot what the question was. <laughs> so, so long ago. Stuff we've learned. Stuff we've learned. What do you learn about yourself when you're out of your comfort zone? Ooh, what have you learned? Crikey, this is very hard for me. I... My... All of my life is about trying to rebalance the nasty voices in my head. So as soon as I go to say something, something else comes and go, yeah, but what about when you... Um, I struggle with that question. I struggle to give a, a pure and honest... Because I, I, I was going to give a bit of a lie and I was going to go, oh, you know, I feel very... I just thought, no, I'm just going to tell the truth. I struggle with that question. I, I'm, I'm on a constant journey to try and be, be better. I think that's really, <laughs> but I think that makes you a really good human being, because those of us that sit there and go, you know what I hate, especially in people of our age, Nadia, and obviously you guys are much younger, um, is you know, and I hear this a lot now. It's like, yeah, well, I am what I am, right? Yeah. No, you're not what you are. <laughs> you are a work in progress. I'm we very should much... never just go. Oh, I'm too old to change now. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, it Keep is true pushing. of our age group as well. There's a sort you of hear anger it? that you can come it? into a lot of people at our age that say that says this is it. Yeah, and and I'm very. I feel like I'm starting another phase. Totally, I feel like I've come through a lot of real negativity because I mean my job is you know I was in a way I was born to be a TV presenter because I'm really great at doing that and when I'm in the moment I love what I'm. I absolutely love when I'm joyful. I'm genuinely joyful. But when I retract back to my safe place, my home, my my bed, my whatever, the voices in my head are really. Terrible, toxic. You know, and I've had therapy, and I've had CBT, and I've had all these things—very toxic voices. So, um, yeah, I'm very much a work in progress. Very much. I need to be. I find I, I don't find being a mum the easiest thing in the world. I've really struggled with that. Have so, you? Yeah, yeah. I've really struggled with being a mum. I thought I was going to be brilliant, and I thought I was going to be an earth mother, and I was like, oh my god. And so even with that, even though I have two incredible children, all I see is where I'm a bad mother, not but a don't good you, mother. That's actually every mum, and actually yes. I think what's happening now is that all, like a lot of mums are going, I don't know what I'm doing and I feel like I'm getting it wrong all the time mm. and I feel like I'm failing. And I actually wish my own, own mum, who's a lot older than you, sorry mum, um, <laughs> I wish that she had that, had heard that yeah. when we were younger because yeah. it would have given her, but it just would have eased her mind a bit. Mm. Can I be really honest though? Yeah. When other women say that, other mums, I don't believe them. I think you're just saying that. Isn't that awful? Isn't that just so awful? I think you're just I don't believe that. a mum if she you says she's never really... cried in a cupboard. Or never <laughs> totally. laughed and cried in the bathroom. Totally lost yeah. it. Yeah. And yes. Oh but God, your kids you... are alive, they're happy, and they get on with shit. Shouldn't you be proud of that? Like, isn't that enough? I think the thing is, I think you have children thinking you're going to teach them stuff. Right. And I think what happens is they teach you more than you teach them. And I think that you there is a reflection and there is a there is like a worry. I worry about... I mean, I'm just an over-worry. I mean, this is terrible because I've gone very negative. You asked me a very positive <laughs> question and now I'm depressed. No, but I'm actually quite confident <laughs> listening to this because I'm like, 
Me too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, having a me too moment. <laughs> but that's why it's important, though, when you're kind of going, I feel like this, my body, I feel like my body's doing this really amazing thing. I think, personally, it's good to balance it and go, but sometimes I don't feel that. That self-critic goes on and it is... For me, it is going to be my life's work, shutting them up one by one. And they will all shut up. That's what I want on the day I die. I want to know that they all shut the fuck up. <laughs> but it, it's hard work for me. It ain't just sitting on a mountain and doing my meditation. It ain't just sitting with a group of girlfriends and talking it through. It's a very big, complex thing for me. And it is that is my life's work. And it, and really, if I hadn't have had my girls, I wouldn't even be able to be doing I wouldn't even have consciousness of this. Me. I think I would have burnt out really quick. I was a really heavy drinker when I was young. I think I would have burnt out really So they fast. might have been, in some ways, the saving of you. Oh, my God, yes. Because I have to be an adult, and it's I hate it. <laughs> I blooming hate it. Nobody really. likes being an adult, let's be honest. No, some it's people really do. Some people, some people love it. I would just like to say to you, you know what, the, str- the wrestle that you're having in your mind with yourself... We're all doing it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I do. And I, it's I, very yeah. Don't ever feel like you're alone with that. Yeah. That's no, yeah. I, I'm get bed. I never get into bed going, well done you. <laughs> yeah, great work today, Kate. You get into bed and go, oh my God, I just said that. And I did that. Yes. And I'm an asshole. Uh, uh, repeat, 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 repeat. Sleep. Oh, I didn't sleep very well because I was busy being an asshole in my sleep as well as in my waking hours. Hey. That's you need true. to clean That's more so houses or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I am just a big old butthole. We actually need to be more like Chris. <laughs> we do. Yeah. It's all moved to Cornwall. Yeah. Um, yeah. You might regret That's that when you've got all of us on the doorstep. No, going, please. You know, you said about those jobs. <laughs> Nadia's got a donut van. she <laughs> has um, got a swimming costume and I'm just a massive yes. asshole. Yes. She's, <laughs> She's ready to We're refresh that one. <laughs> you really will regret that. We're going to ruin Cornwall. No. <laughs> you can try. You've got plastic was your big problem. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Okay, our last question, ladies. Last night, I messaged you all, and I was a bit of an emotional mess. I'd started writing the script for today's show. I know, listeners, you're thinking, this has a script. Are you shitting me? It does. And I started, I, I, lost, I lost hours of my life on YouTube, and I watched Chris's documentary, which blew my mind. And then, Jay... I thought, oh, I'll just go and have a look at Tom's wedding speech again. And then I got, I, I, then I went buzz to bump, bump to buzz, sorry. And you have, basically last night I fell in love with you and your husband <laughs> and your love story. So you met at Sylvia Young's stage school when you were 13 and he yeah, proposed to you. Yeah, yeah, we met at 13 and then we went back there years and years later and he proposed in the exactly the same spot that we met. Oh. But by then, Sylvia's had been sold. They moved to a different building, so we had to get in touch with the people who had bought it and were re- like doing it up. So not, it was kind of like you know that scene in Friends where they go to get married in London, yeah, and it's and all been knocked down. It, it was, was kind of like that. Like walls were missing. <laughs> there weren't mirrors where they were before, and he'd kind of had this team in basically, and he'd kind of put all rose petals everywhere and candles, oh. and it was absolutely. Manny's Manny is good, right? Oh, mm. so good. And then he wrote, "It's all about you for you." Yes, which, which I knew yeah. um, because sorry, <laughs> I'm in the video. FYI, <laughs> 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 if you want to watch it, it's uh, <laughs> for about seven seconds. Just saying, but that song is all about you, mm. and 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 then the wedding speech, which has had 20 million views, mm. where he couldn't speak. So he sang, and it was glorious, and it was beautiful, and to the point that he even brought in the Sylvia Young choir mm-hmm. to accompany it. How you didn't cry and produce snot in that moment is beyond me. <laughs> I think but, I was just so shocked. You know, I'm just kind of taking it all in. You're like, what, 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 what? Like but that, you right? have, like, and it's, it's glorious, right? You met at school. You're, you're together forever. I, know, I, I believe in you forever. <laughs> and, and, and the children, and I'm just... Last night I sat there and I sobbed happy tears. So I wanted to know from you ladies, when did you last cry happy tears and why? Gosh. I mean, I feel like I cry all the time, but happy tears. <laughs> I mean, like with Tom around, you must be like... Oh, 10K, the 10K He's runs. like a soda stream yeah. of happy tears. No, Tom cries a lot. So yeah, happy tears and Tom's gone. He's he cries amazing, more than me. Though, isn't he? God, his mm. romance levels, I mean... Oh, I mean, come on, him. we've had three kids now. Oh, it's a romantic night. is us on the, like, on the sofa with a glass of wine and watching Game of Thrones. That's really? romance. Yeah, I get for every interview I do. Like, they're like, so, you know, it's really romantic. Yeah, yeah, What's his yeah, last big so gesture? Annoying. I'm like, guys, he hasn't done anything since two. 2012. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. He peaked. He peaked, he peaked. <laughs> too soon. But, was know, good, I think though. That's, real, that's real life, you know. I don't think I've ever had a gesture that even comes 5% close to that. <laughs> oh. Seriously. But I, I, think, um, I think for us, just, for just finding time for each other is enough. You know, it's. Yeah, uh, yeah with three kids, it will be. Yeah, and they're young. They're still young. Yeah. At some point, we'll go off and we'll do things, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, happy tears would, would have been crossing that line at the 10K. 
because um, again you know like that night in the sea you're kind of pushing everyone like getting everyone to do it and then once you cross that line you've done it do you know what but I mean also, so it, always, it comes back to you again it's something for you right mm. and you forget who you are when you've got four other people that take precedence yeah Chris when did you last shed um, a tear of joy I've cried crossing a running finish line but I cried so much I hyperventilated and I had to be rescued by the St. John's it's very Bridget Jones I love it cool <laughs> I was so proud and I almost passed out um, and I hate running and I'm never going to repeat running ever um, again and that's okay um, I'd, I'd say probably at my cancer anniversary party when I was in that biome with all my friends and my sister around me like next to me hugging me and and I think because she'd made this incredible film because that's what she does she just like there were loads of surprises on the night and she'd made this film um, with my friend Georgia and it was just ten ways to show like why life is great and oh. and and it was just featured me and like lots of moments in our life in the last ten years and obviously I cried because that was an amazing thing to watch and and just to I was just like so proud to be there and just. I don't know, I just took it all in for that time because it's so hard when you're so busy all the time to take things in. And I, I really feel like Copperfield hasn't stopped for the last 10 years. It's gone from one amazing thing to another amazing thing to another amazing thing. But most people, when they get a diagnosis like yours, think, right, where's my bucket list? And they go and indulge, quite rightly, everything they want to achieve in the time that they have. Yeah. And you didn't do that. You went yeah. out and thought, I need to educate. I need to spread the word. And and you, you've been really selfless. Yeah. I want you to be but, more selfish. Can you okay, be more of an Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, why not? Um, I need a lot more money to be selfish as well, though. That's the thing. Yeah. But And I think that's... My point is that you think that people go off and have a bucket list and they go do this incredible trip and they mm. live like it's the last day. And, and actually... Probably their kids still need to be picked up from school. Probably they still have to do the washing. Mm, the yeah. bills still have to be paid and they still need a job. So actually, I wish that the pressure was slightly more off us to live like some crazy extravagant yeah. lives. Yeah. I wondered about that. You get yeah, that it's, not, yeah. it's not sustainable, yeah. no. especially if you do live with the 10 years and you've spunked all your money in the first year. Like, what do you yeah. do then? <laughs> what happens then? When you go back to what we were talking about earlier and what is the happy place, it is yeah. actually the simple things. It would yeah. be the very last thing I would want to do with the idea get up and travel around the world and do that. Away from your family. I want to be out of tea with my mates. I want to be, you know, that's actually a bit of normality actually. Yeah. I, would, I would eat everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do that. Like, yeah, do that if you fry want. That. Just fry it. I love that fried. <laughs> and I think the whole bucket list thing, like, I don't want to be on my deathbed and there's still this list of things I haven't bloody yeah. achieved. How yeah. shit would yeah. I feel? Oh, crap. Like, I, I, feel like, I didn't want to do layers and I didn't do all this yeah. stuff. And I, like, yeah, I failed. And Have I don't want to feel that way. Have you much more than done one day at a time then? Like you say, you sit yeah. back now with 10 years and you go, oh my God, I can't believe all that this all mm-hmm. this is done. And obviously there will be so much more. It'll yeah. be exponential now with copy. It's just going to keep going on and on. Is that is that what you've done? Yeah, I think it has been a day-to-day situation. And I don't tend to plan too far in advance. Mm. Like I wouldn't book a holiday for next year or anything like that. I, I do think in smaller phases and moments um, but that's fine and I think I've always kind of been like that though isn't that a really good way of living though yeah it's quite it's so like too a really manageable yeah. way too to much life yeah. is so busy that you're kind of like okay I'm going to do it like this for two years two years yeah. like yeah. this yeah. and then I'll have a big break yeah. but yeah. actually why not bring that break forward yeah yeah, yeah. 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 
Now, when did you last cry a happy tear? Um, I'm not a big crier, but I think the last sort of big crying moment was um, after I'd come through my menopause and stuff, and I really was in a place where I was, I was really, really quite down, and I was thinking, you know, some of my relationships were fractured within my family and stuff, and I, I just really didn't know what the... I was having a bit of what's the point of what I'm doing and what I am, mm. but not vocalising this. Just internally. Yeah, because I don't really say much about that sort of stuff. I'm very much like, get on with it, be happy, blah, blah, blah. But my husband had picked up on this. And, oh, my God, it's going to make me well up now. And he made me the most beautiful film. He's a director and a filmmaker. And it was just all the hundreds and hundreds of photos of our life. But just the music, the way that he put the music to it and the way that he sped up, sped up, stopped, zoomed in on these photos. It was just like I was being, it, it was like I was, was being played like a piano. It was just, um, and somewhere he knew. And usually I would be able to pull myself together, but I was just gone. I was just gone mm. because it was just silently between us. He'd known that there was something going on and he'd he'd made this beautiful film and... And he'd made me, and he'd made me look at my life and go, look what you are, and look what you do for people, and look how people love you, and all of that. And it was just, yeah, it's like a, a film form of medicine. It was, and it was, it was, it was true romance because there was so much thought behind it. It was a poem. It was a poem. So, yeah, Aww. yeah, it's very beautiful. And is it something that helps you in those moments where you go? It really helped. Down. Yeah, it really did. It really got me out of a dark hole. It was just incredible. Girls, we are out of time, but Aww. before we go, I would like to impart as much information as I can about uh, the trek and how people can support your epic adventure. Uh, so how can they donate? How can they support? Well, um, I think the thing to say these days is search Copperfield Himalayas and you'll find the pages of the um, donation pages and the and what we're doing and when it's happening and all the rest of it. And you'll see everyone's individual pages as well. I would say go to the people who have the least amount of fundraising. That's my thing. When Tom was on his trek last year, that's what I did. And give them a boost. Because yes. it might be yes. that they're the ones that are kind of finding it a bit difficult to fundraise along with, every, as, along with life. Yes. And actually give them a boost. Mm. Yeah. And I'm actually on my Just Giving page, which I'm actually announcing later today, is I'm going to be, I'm running a raffle where the minimum donation is £5, but obviously you can donate more if you've got more. And then uh, when I pull the raffle, I will be coming to wherever you are uh, to give you a cookery cooking lesson in your home. <laughs> With wine. I love this. I'm going to suggest as a donation amount, if you listen back to this podcast and count up the number of times we've said Cornwall, that should be the amount you donate. I'm going to enter so that Nadia comes down to Cornwall and cooks for me in my house. That's going to happen. I do that anyway. You give me a night in Cornwall, I'll come down and cook on the beach. So as well as pledging some support for the Himalayas trek, there's also a chance for you to support Copperfield by going uh, to Festifield, which is their annual brilliant festival, which is staged here in London, Chris, yeah? Yes, it is. It's at the House of Fans, which is Underloo Waterloo Station. And it's music, comedy, workshops, really cool, just loads of stuff. And this year it's particularly special because it's our 10th anniversary. Yay. So we've got lots of surprises in store and it's going to be great. So. If you just Google Festifield, F-E-S-T-I-F-E-E-L, yeah. 
uh, you'll find that tickets are available yes. from all manner of outlets. Yes. Um, Fun's still got a hand in it. Fun yes, Cotton yeah. has helped so you curate she, this festival yes, year on year. Yeah, exactly. She's been involved for quite some time now. And she's got such great music taste, so she gets us some great artists. Absolutely. And yeah. the lineup, as always, will be phenomenal. Uh, all of the proceeds go to Copperfield, mm-hmm. which helps to reach out to young people to educate them yes. to be their own doctors when it comes to checking themselves. Yeah. Um, so do it. Have a great day out and know that you're doing a great thing. Um, ladies, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. It's been fun. a pleasure. Yeah. And Chris, really it's so it. lovely to see you out of Lycra. <laughs> Isn't it? Like, and drinking wine. I know we're drinking wine. We're not Don't tell them. <laughs> Don't tell them. Don't tell them. Kate, we're not drinking wine. Um, if anything we've talked about today uh, resonates with you and you have questions, please do, as always, get in touch. We are white wine question time at yahoo.com on email. You can follow us on Twitter at whitewineqt or on Instagram at the same address or I'm the Kate Thornton. Uh, this show has been produced by Caitlin Mercer for Yahoo and me, Kate Thornton, and as always, our music is provided by the intrinsically talented I've got to find new ways to describe him Andy Bell his music can be found on iTunes and all other good music outlets to for you to have a chance to explore his back catalogue with Oasis and new music from Ride we'll see you next week and remember do as we do and always drink responsibly I can't even say it drink responsibly how do you do that I'll try having drunk two glasses of wine I'd be like I'm red or Andy Bell I'd like to say I'm a professional but that would be that would be an insult to professionals we'll see you next week Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.